Welcome back to another episode of Sour Candy. I'm Supath. And my name's Ang. And we have a very special guest with us today who goes by the name of Lennox Kwan. So, Lennox, welcome and thank you so much for being in this episode of Sour Candy. Yo, thank you, uh, you two, for first inviting me to this podcast. I'm really deeply honoured, man. Like, as two friends, especially Super, I've known for ages. Very, very happy, man. I'm very deeply, very, very happy. Thank you. Um, for those who don't know you or who is listening to you for the first time or watching you for the first time, would you like? Would you mind introducing yourself to them? Uh, sure. Um, so when people normally ask me that question, I normally like to define it in like three words. Actually, not define, but give three words to tell who I am. And that is family, energetic, because I believe in energy. And I, I also love creating, so I'll call myself a creative as well. But back to the family point, I I treat family and friends as the same. So I think family and friends could be a word to summarise both of them. And um, I'm also a founder and of a record label. I also call it a platform, Dimson Records, something I started two years ago. And uh, alongside with that, I, I'm also a full-time accountant. So my life at the moment, time-wise, if there's a, a pie, it'll be balancing between my creative work, my passion project, and my full-time job um, accountancy. Nice. Okay. So... When did you dis- when did you start Dimson Project? I started the Dimson Project uh, two years ago uh, in January two thousand eighteen. Um, it was I remember twenty fifth of January to be precise. Uh, because I actually noted down in my diary. <laughs> uh, so that's when we, I, 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 and I think it's good because when we celebrate that birthday, at least I know that date that we celebrate it. So it was two years when I was actually in the post of doing my master's degree. And it literally was came from the idea of just that like, I wanted to execute something, and like like how you two executed Sal Candy it was the idea, yeah. and literally just put it out to the universe. So it was two years ago. So I've been working on it two years now. Um, yeah, it's been a very fun journey, and a very a journey that I, I I grew myself with, and yeah, it's been very enjoyable. So so how long did it take you from the moment you said? Oh, like this, this, you know, you came up with the idea and you said to yourself, oh, it, it, this idea can go somewhere to the moment where you actually launched the project, which is called Dimson Records now. Um, so I think that really reflects with, of course, first my culture, mm-hmm. but Dimson Records was the idea I actually had, literally sitting on, at a restaurant with my uncle, literally observing everything in the restaurant. I just said to my uncle, wouldn't it be so cool to like have someone like DJing and then also having like Chinese food as well? Not a specific dim sum, but it was just Chinese food. And then that idea sort of grew. I got my little sketch pad, like little sketch pad I used to have at home. It drew out the idea, <laughs> went back to my uncle the, the other week and said, you know what, this, this could work here. Yeah. But I was, like, I was like 15, I remember like, no, not 15, like to be correct, like more like 17. And literally it took me three years to really like, didn't really think about it. My mindset, my my, my 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 whole growth wasn't really towards creating something. It was like enjoying myself at uni. And then that that day, I thought, you know what? New year, new me, like how it goes. And like, I decided something, if you get me, so. So so in that three years, did you ever think um, like, oh, is this, this isn't going to work, this isn't practical, or this idea isn't going to be 
you know isn't going to be valuable or worth my time did you ever think that and if you did how did you overcome that sort of uh, self-doubt the thing is with me I always loved creating as a hobby always like from a young age I was like uh, one little story as a kid was I used to um, I used to like watch Charlie and Chocolate Factory I wanted to have a Charlie, I, I wanted to own the Chocolate Factory uh, so I got I bought chocolates from news agents and then used my stole my sister's origami paper <laughs> and then wrapped it up thinking I was a chocolate owner but I think these little things it was just a, a playful thing it was and then Dimson Records when I first started Dimson Records there was no belief at all it was literally a passion project it wasn't about believing that I was going to take it anywhere else it was like I'm, I'm, I just want to create something on the side as it wasn't it wasn't the focus because my focus was doing my master's degree and so there was no belief at all. So until now, that's why I said it, literally the brand grew with me because I was able to learn things that and look at possibilities that I never really thought of literally even imagining. So it, it has been, yeah, it started from a place of no belief, if you get me. I, 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 to be honest, like to be honest with myself, I, I haven't been always been a confident person. And I, I'm still not the confident person. But as as I wanted to want to be, but it's a learning process. You know I mean, I love like I just love creating. I'm obsessed with it. So yeah, but for going back to the question, I didn't really have any belief. Okay, so how do you manage to like you know um, balance time between being a full time accountant and working on a project on the side? Like, how how do you go about doing that? To be honest with you, like it is. It is a complete learning process. I think it's like when you realise you can't manage your time well, then you think, oh, okay, I need to I need to improve on that area. So you find different methods. And then, of course, the good thing about having a full-time job is you know that between nine to five, that time is for work. So as long as I put my full, t- full energies into that full-time job, anything else after, like I, can, I, I know the times I can work on it. But the thing is, I have exams as well, so that makes it even harder. But at the same time, because it's harder, I was, each time I was working on Dims and Records, I was actually able to be more focused on it. So, of course, there, there, there is sacrifices. There's a lot of sacrifices when doing a passion project, uh, which is going a bit more serious than you ever think of. But I think it's also a fun sort of time to try and error the different sort of time, um, sort of how you manage your time. So, like, of course, you two have full-time jobs as well. Like, is there any techniques you can share with me? <laughs> well, I, well, I was going to ask you how does one, you know, balance a full-time job and a passion project after the job? But, like, personally, because you asked me, I think with Sour Candy and my full-time job, I, you know, you... The thing with full-time job is even if it's 95, it's not actually 95. It's actually the, the, from the moment you wake up, getting ready to commute, do nine to five and then commute back and then so that's not just nine to five that's more than you know 11 12 hours of your day and then after you come back and that's you you're tired and then sometimes you don't have time and sometimes you just can't be asked and with sour candy i've been you know blessed with the people around me like him bishim sujan who who do the same amount of work as i do yeah and if 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 i'm feeling down um, in a sense that I can't do my workload or the work that I've been um, assigned, they take over and then it, it sort of like goes back and forth. And then we have deadlines. Um, 
But at the end of the day, I think if you're having fun, that overshadows any sort of like hardships. Yeah. I think for me personally. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because the thing with me at the moment is I do, basically is me running Dimson Records at the moment. So but I was able to be blessed because I think when you do something myself, I was able to, I have to be out there networking with different people. I, I love networking with people because like literally I just love finding about like other people, like literally finding out about what they're good at, what their interests are. And through doing what I'm doing right now, I was able to like meet this illustrator from Indonesia who's able to help me with the art. And from that, I was able to, of course, I think that is for me able to balance my time well because I don't have to think about the illustration. I was able to, of course, at the pace I wanted to do it, but I was able to like get that sick illustration for people to see. And from the other side of the world, we've got all the tools now nowadays to really like balance our time by outsourcing. Yeah, I've always loved your illustrations for Dim Sum Records. I was always, I always wondered who did it. Like they're so, so sick, I like the posters. So yeah. yeah, they're really, really good. I guess mostly it's about like, you know, finding the right people for your team. Yes. Um, oh, but like those people always, always ask me like, oh, do you have a team? And the thing is that I have in the process has found like different people for the team. But of course, those people went to do their own projects and I'm completely happy that they have done their own projects because that's actually what I want. I want people who, like, I don't want people to, I don't want people, I don't want to, like, attach people to the brand itself. If, if, people, if people are passionate enough, they will stay. But I always encourage people to start their own thing because I, I realise for a lot of people, that's when they're the, the best out of it, I mean. So, hence, that's I like to connect with different individuals who help me for a while and then... Then, I, then I'll encourage them to find their own projects and literally they're doing really well themselves now as well. So, so Lennox, um, um, tell me about the creative process behind, you know, um, the kind of uh, inspirations that you um, have when it comes to creating projects for Dimson Records. Uh, yes, uh, actually before I say that, I'd like to actually state the purpose of myself and the purpose of Dimson Records is sort of really aligned because I'm very passionate about connecting cultures connecting people and bringing out the better of each other. I think one of my whys is to, one of my purposes is to uh, create a positive impact while my creative work. And I think dim sum itself, I don't know if you had it before. Have you had dim sum before? I love yeah. dim sum. Yeah. Dim sum is very similar to dumplings that we have. Wait, dim sum? Is that momos? Yeah, yeah, I tried momos before <laughs> as well. I, I love momos. So do you, do you yeah. love dim sum or momos more? I like them in different, like if, like when I, Let's say I link up with Supath, I'll be like, Mo Mo's yeah. all right. Yeah. Choose your answer wisely. Yeah, Choose your answer wisely. But uh, yeah, uh, dim sum uh, itself is something I had with my parents, my family. Like it's a family gathering of people just eating dumplings, people just having a good time, having good different conversations. If you get me, over the last twenty five years, I was in like in existence in this world. Dim sum was a like sometimes a weekly thing, uh, but then. That sort of inspired me because I just realised, I think one thing I learned with Dim Sum is how much I love my culture. And through that, I was able to take loads of things out from my culture to like, all the different artworks and different things we release via the label. So we release like music itself. We release long sort of music, which is a mix series, which is like a DJ mix which is like one hour, over one hour long. So the songs-wise, is like normally the, the songs are like three minutes. 
that the songs we released for DJs to actually play. And I think the artwork as well is what always is the is the part where I actually struggle the most because I really have to delve into myself and really think actually how can I sort of of course you all like make it yourself as well like I have, to, I have to choose really wisely okay what is something I can sort of relate to this EP or relate to this mix series that I can put out to people and always I always think okay I really like that sauce bottle I saw it in my mum's um I saw it in, in my mum's kitchen or I went to a supermarket and had this Chinese snack. And I think my sort of creative process is being able to relate that China, sort of Chinese culture onto like that piece of artwork and make it look good, if you get me. So I can get I get inspired so easily and I always love going to super, Chinese supermarkets itself. And just going around the aisles, not buying anything. And just thinking, you know what, I really like that. I really like the... I think Asian packaging is literally out of the world, like... The colours they had put in, and that really, that really, really inspires me into like the different artworks we have at the moment. So it always, like, sometimes when I get into a creative block, right, which is like, I actually, I actually like creative blocks because it's all. If I flip it on the other coin, it's a time for me to get inspired again. So I, like, whenever I'm on a creative block, I just go on Pinterest for five hours and you just look at different sorts of arts and just pick that out. So, but then, then I like certain wordings like literally it all comes together I think it's really hard for me to use words to explain my creative process but it's just literally in put simply it's about relating to my culture relating to myself and literally just making it very like vibrant and energetic yeah I I love what you said about the creative blog I think so many people can relate um especially designers like I think it's it's so relevant and I think that happens to literally every single person who's trying to create something that's not been done before it's quite a mad place yeah right? when it's like, it's, i think it's a sort of similar place of like the non-belief place if you mean yeah. when when you are in the creative block you find wow like what do i do if you mean you feel very lost but i think that there's such a beautiful thing about being lost because without being lost you, you won't be found again so i actually love being lost and sometimes things you think things might be going the other side but everything's temporary nowadays and I always feel like I'm not always going to be in this creative block. I just need to get myself out of it and once you find a way to get out your, get out, get out of that creative block, you'll be zooming again and let your ideas exactly. sort of flow via me. So, yeah, I love it. I really, really love it. <laughs> That's the main you, thing. Yeah. Uh, would you say that um, you take inspiration from other cultures other than the culture that you grew up in when it comes to Dimson Records and just anything that you do in life? I love travelling. Like I think the best times I ever had is traveling to different cultures. I I love finding about different cultures. If it like, just going to like a country with an open mind and just saying, oh, this is how they. Because when you go on holiday and we like, and when you like live there, it's two different mindsets. And you know, holiday mindset, yeah. you're just enjoying yourself. But always try to find myself to immerse myself into that sort of culture, like eating, doing things that the locals do or going to restaurants that the locals do because when you go and searching out preparing for your holiday you normally go oh uh you go to the, like the trip advisor and they give you the top 10 um top 10 places to go but i want to go to like the the places that <laughs> the like, top worst <laughs> yeah I mean, the top <laughs> worst like, the, the things that the locals do i think that's when you're really immersed to it and i think with dim sum itself i like to 
in terms of talent, I wanna I wanna bring the best out of different talents. But I think the why was to connect the East and the the West together, and not only just connecting it like having good 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 conversation. It was really about creating an environment where people can communicate and collaborate in the future. And once you have that sort of environment to be creative and work together, I find that's a, that that is such a beautiful thing. And going back to different cultures, I, I always love to. I, at the moment, we've got a release coming out with loads of Swedish. UK garage producers, and I find that so beautiful because they're people. You think you you probably think they're people outside there, don't even produce this sort of music, but they're actually doing an experience, like experimenting it. And I just love that, and I love. I feel a massive honour to even put their music out. So I'm very, and then they tell me a bit a bit of their culture, and I tell them a bit of mine, and it's like literally a bit of a laugh as well. <laughs> so yeah, I I, re- I do really. I do really like to explore different cultures. I guess different cultures have like different perspective when it comes to music and bringing everything together. Like, you know, someone who's been having like a completely different perspective and just thinking about it in one way and you have a different perspective and you have like your own way of doing things and you come together and you produce something that's very unique. Yeah, exactly. That's when you actually, you know, try get to get over that little block that you said you have as well. Exactly. Right? I think like, do you know, I don't know if you like experience it, but like when you talk to someone who's is born like in a different sort of environment to you, and then I, I just like the whole. I just always observe that sort of sharing experience where oh, I did that when I was younger, or I ate oh, that. Yeah, I yeah, ate that. Yeah. I ate that snack when I was younger. Like then, especially with like cartoons or things you've watched, like especially TV shows. Yeah. Like, exactly. we all watched the same, we all watched, like, I don't know, Tom and Jerry Popeye, we all watched it growing up, no matter where you were born. Yeah, exactly, and I find that such a, like, that shakes, and sometimes when you feel, I think when you find something common, when you can relate with yeah. another person, before you say, oh, yeah, I did that as well, you always feel shit, like, no, like, I always feel like, yo, we're actually on the same boat, you know I mean? like, even when we're, like, different cultures or different... We have similarities as well, and also we have differences where we can actually explore together. Via me, like I can explore more about your family, and you want to find out about more, more about my family and your way of learning and growing. I just I just love all that. Via me, so I was able to use Dim Sum itself as a tool to actually find out more about people. Cool. So, I I really found it fascinating of uh, where what Dim Sum is all about and. The really why of dim sum, right? Yeah. So when where do you think dim sum is gonna end? Is there gonna be a point where you've done all that you could, and all that you aimed for with dim sum? Like how how does it play out when you've reached that point? I think in my mind, I want to create something timeless. I think I don't. I think going to that point, and it's not just like creating a timeless passion project. It is to I think with it, I think with when I created dim sum. And to, uh, at this point now, I think it's bigger than the music. It's all about. I think there's something that can last long. Is the is the fact that it can cre- create a positive cultural change, and music itself, of course, is the center of it. is is a major tool to bring people about, and so is food. Both these two itself, but dim sum is the food, music, uh, the the music, whatever we release, is the is the music itself. Those two fused together, in my belief, I think we can hopefully, hopefully create 
a positive cultural change and move it forward. And I hope the thing with going back to the point of timeless is just I want something that maybe my my kids can take over in a, in a few in and create an even bigger positive change. I was just there to start it, and that's why I always want to bring cultures together and find different ways to do so. And it's not just just saying oh, racism is bad, putting in people. With, I want to introduce things to people by what we do and show to give that sort of muscle to like look into different cultures, if you get me, and not just in the faces saying, Oh, don't 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 be racist because I've re- I realise there's always a there's a, there was an alternative way to bring cultures together. And that's what I wanna do. Like I don't think I don't think there's end ending point. I think uh, there, there's so many things. I've got actually a list of things I wanna do. With them, some it's not really stringent at the moment, but there's, there's so many things I want to tick off, and yeah, it just I, I don't think I I I I I would want someone to carry on and carry on and make it a very very long brand that will outlive myself. If you get me, where'd you get this inspiration from? Like, when did you decide that you know you wanted to make this movement where you're you know making a positive change in the world and trying to showcase something something positive i think it really relates to my upbringing because i was i'm, I'm a british born chinese um i was born in this country uh my parents are chinese and i was yeah i was i was born in the uk so i was able to immerse myself i was born in two cultures the western side of the culture and i was also born with my family side the tradition side so i always i think I don't know. I, I I wouldn't say it's completely relatable, but I was able to discover that two of my and have that mindset already to to be able to be open about things. And I had a year in Hong Kong. I think that was the. I think that was building up to when I was forming Dim Sum. Literally just before my master's degree, I found loads of DJs in Hong Kong who are talented. And I found. Like literally everyone in the West, where I was from, they didn't really know about these creatives, but they're they so talented. So I was very just inspired just by, why not just like, I want I want people in the West to know about these names, if you mean. And also I want people to, like in the East, to know more about my, the, the up and coming selectors or the, as DJs and producers and illustrators. And it was just the fact that from a creative point of view, I just want to create this environment mm. where people we're freely creating and freely having a good time and just like creating a positive change via their creative work. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that, that's, pretty, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, um, another thing I want to ask is that this didn't come, um, this didn't really didn't come from when I first started it completely. It was building up to it. It was as I grew the brand up, I realised it was all bigger than the music, I realised. I love putting out music. That's one of the main things to do. That's one of the main things I spent my time to. But it was just putting smiles on people's faces, like at the parties. I literally was standing at the booth. I was just seeing people having a good time. And I didn't realise the positive impact that people can create just by making people dance. And having, like, there's different ways for me to like create a positive impact. Like, they can have a bad day and they can dance it off to good music. And that's all the impact that I, I hope to bring. Have you ever thought about producing music yourself or? Um, I have. Actually, my uncle taught me how to DJ. The uncle I actually had the conversation with, 
he, he was a garage DJ at university and he actually taught me how to DJ, not really stringently, like it was just like very like, I had, I had a little uh, mix track pro, it was a little DJ deck, it wasn't even a DJ deck, but <laughs> he taught me how to beat match. But then of course things actually, I wouldn't say excuse, excuse but of course uni came in the way, I was always like DJing in like parties and house parties and, but I never really thought of like deeply uh, like producing or DJing and definitely not, I wouldn't say definitely not, not now, but with the time I have, I'd rather put my, all my eggs in creating a credible platform for my friends to, so I can put their music out because if I, if I produce and DJ only putting one person out but I've got like let's, let's say 20 talented friends or I create a credible pr- platform where I can put 20 20, 20 uh, on my talented friends so I would say to my to me that is a bigger impact so at the moment with time wise I don't think I have time to really like if I put my time to DJ and producing that means less time on creating this credible platform I think <laughs> yeah. yeah so um, like with Sour Candies like when I when of course when I knew Supath like because we and Supath um, were at the same uni together and of course we had our own cultural backgrounds how, how did you sort of like how did you grow up like I never really asked you that question. How, we, like, I mean, how did I grow up as in like grow yeah. up to like now really like in terms of your embracing your culture um, to be honest, I think me and him, we have like a totally different upbringing inside Nepalese culture as well. Because for me, um, I guess he celebrates a lot of Nepalese culture, yes. uh, things like Dasai, Tihar and stuff like that. Whereas I, you know, when I grew up, like, you know, when I was younger, I did. But coming, coming here, I don't celebrate it that much as well. So for me, it's a little bit of a different perspective. Yeah than to if you're going to be asking him about like you know the way he grew up yeah yeah yeah, exactly so do you what's like one thing you do with your family that is very like very special in terms of within your culture like do do you put like eating like dinner together as a very i mean on an everyday basis so yeah eating dinner together or like spending whatever free time i have with them whenever they're free of course um, in terms of culture, you always have, you know, Dase and Tihar, which are the big uh, festivals celebrated in Nepal, as well as the um, in the UK by the Nepalese community. So those are always there. And um, it's also things such as like growing up in a Nepalese household, you have these things that you have to follow culturally are in I, I just think in some way one way or another it could be like tv programs so it could be like going to these little festivals or little parties or um getting involved in a charity or or, or in some sort of community work I, I guess in a way you're always sort of involved in Nepalese culture and obviously I speak Nepalese at home so in that way yeah in a way, you're always uh, sort of embracing the culture anyway. Did you speak more Nepalese at home or more English, you think? No, Nepalese. Yeah, you speak Nepalese, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Nepalese. Um, uh, I, I, I try to, like, balance my <laughs> English, and, English and Chinese, if you get me right. Sometimes I actually get told off my mum, like, why are you speaking to, so much English? And I actually like that because I'm able to be put back into, like, talking my own language. So so what, what language do you think in? 
I think in. <laughs> I think in, uh, to be honest, I think in English. I actually think in English. So what's it? Um, Tupac and and what was? What's it like growing up? Um, it, do you grow up in the UK most of your life? As um, in I did. Um, um, yeah. Well, since the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> since the age of the, <laughs> since the, <laughs> since the age of um, eleven, I grew up in um, London. Yeah, well, I've been here. I've lived here more than I've lived in Nepal. So, oh nice. So, so like, do you know when you were? Well, do you have any any early memories of like when you were in Nepal and then you sort of brought that sort of like interesting sort of culture into the UK that you still have today? To I'll, bring in, I'll, no, no, I'll, no, I'll say <laughs> food festivals. Yeah. Well, not food festivals, but food separately and then festivals. What's uh, a, what's a favorite food? No, please, I want to. Is it Momo's? Oh, Suguti. Suguti, what's that? It, it, it's like... It's, it's like dried meat. Yeah. Dried meat. It's like yeah. beef jerky or... Kind yeah. of like beef jerky. Yeah, it's like it's beef, kind it's of like beef, beef jerky. It's not beef, yeah. is it? It's not beef jerky. Oh, no, it's not beef, but it's kind of like beef jerky. But you can like you eat it like beef jerky, right? Like no, you, 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 you cook it. You, oh, cook, okay, it. you okay, cook it, cool. yeah. Oh, it's kind of like a beef jerky, but you cook it, I think. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. Had, I'm not do, you have that as well? do you have? Do you have? Do you? Is that your one? I'm, of I'm as vegetarian. Well? Are you vegetarian? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> vegetarian yeah. for two hours. <laughs> I, 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 I have like I do I do want to be a vegetarian at one point. If you get me, but yeah, um, I don't think I'm ready. Yet. Yeah, me. I just started. Uh, why? Why do you want to be a vegetarian? Actually, I would rather be a pescatarian. You get me? Because I, okay. I love eating fish a lot uh, more than any other meat. I, I guess so. in your culture, you eat a lot of fish, no? We, my mum loves uh, to eat cooker fish, salmon, lemon sole, and I actually my favourite fish is probably lemon sole. Uh, mm. Have you had lemon sole before? No. Like literally, uh, I don't know. It's quite expensive, but it's like one of uh, I, I would say a treat. You get me? So, lemon sole is, is like massive fish. With, it smells like nice, like lemons, like white sort of fish. I just love it, and with rice, and then of course salmon is a weekly thing now. So. I love salmon as well. Omega three, omega three, wow. <laughs> omega three, uh, omega three gang. Like all of my um, my mom says, like good for your studies. So, so, so would that be your favorite food? Favorite uh, no, food? I no. was actually going back to the point of would I be a vegetarian? Uh, yeah. I I love my roast pork and roast duck, <laughs> which is char. You know, in Chinese it's pronounced char siu, which is a Literally, like one of the, one of my favorites. But, but you you said you would love to be a vegetarian, but you're just not ready yet. So why? What what, what was making you not ready? <laughs> I think it's not like giving up. I would say giving up my favorite my favorite sort of food. So so you think there will be eventually a time where you think uh, like maybe it's time to for me to be vegetarian? Um, yes, I think I do. More so a more vegetarian diet, if you get me. So I think it's a balance, if you get me. So yeah. it's less less meat and more vegeta- more vegetables. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I just think I personally think that could be a like better better sort of way in terms of my diet. But of course, it's not a sudden change. I want to like if I was going to go to that direction, I'll be like changing it like slowly. So yeah, it's definitely I want to something I want to try first and then. So if I like it, I slowly graduate. I think you should definitely try it. Yeah. Definitely try it. Because for me, I just started in January as well. Um, just I haven't had any meat after that. Um, and I feel a lot better. There's, a, a lot there's better. not a video about, you know, trying to make other people vegetarian and as well. But like for me, I genuinely feel a lot better. I feel like I have more energy as well. Uh, before that, I would just eat meat for like 
every yeah. single day, every single day, and it's it's a good change. It's a good it, it, man. It, it's a good change. Uh, I, 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 back to Momos. I think I, I personally think Nepalese. I'm craving some Momos right now. Yeah. I find Nepalese and Chinese cultures like quite a similar food. Um, I guess it's because of the fact that Nepal is in between India and China. Okay. So yeah. we do yeah. get influenced a lot in terms of food and culturally as well from China and India. So maybe it's because of that. I guess I guess Came we down. get the best of both worlds. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love, I love Indian food. I love Chinese food. And because we're so, because we've been having both of them for like since we were a kid. Yeah. And it, yeah, as I said, best of both worlds. Will you say Momo's the food that you actually grew up with like as a kid to now? Like you always had it from like... Yeah. I, I think most Nepalese people would say that Momo is their favourite dish. <laughs> what does Momo actually stand... Like, what, what, why is it called Momo? Is, there, is it just called Momo's or is it... I think that's just the name. Yeah, yeah. That's just the name. Oh, nice. Oh. But I guess the big difference when it comes to, I guess, dim sums and dumplings and stuff like that and Momo's is the fact that the seasoning that we put in and for us, I don't know how to say Sauce? What's that? It's the sauce. Yeah, the sauce makes it... It's the sauce, man. Yeah. Is sauce? That that makes a whole lot of difference. Is that, for, do you have a little things. secret recipe with the sauce? No, nah, not really. But the way we make sauce, <laughs> saucy. <Yeah. laughs> saucy. Is, it, is, it, is it chili or is it? Nah, it just Ket- ketchup. How long does that last? <laughs> exactly. <But> sauce. <laughs> but sauce. <laughs> My, I, 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 actually, I went when I was in Hong Kong. I actually went to. I, I was like going to different networking events. One of them was actually at a Nepalese restaurant. In uh, like in uh, TST, which is Tim Tacho, is like literally loads of expats because I was a, I, I was a, literally an expat myself. So like, there was an expat meeting, and everyone. That's, I think that's my first encounter with Momos. Yeah, I enjoyed it so much. So so Did when you... I met Supath at uni, you know, I thought, and he told me about Momos. I thought, oh my god. Here we are. Oh shit, oh shit, here we go again. Who'd have thought? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, it's good, 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 really good stuff, man. Have you tried anything else in there, please? Any food? Um, I don't, I, I don't know if it's Nepalese, but I think it's more Malaysian. Like roti can I have it? Is that is that roti? roti? Yeah, roti is that Nepalese? Ro- roti is Nepalese. Well, is that it's Nepalese? a little bit Indian and Nepalese roti. Yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. love roti. You yeah. get me? I don't think it's Malaysian <laughs> at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, good stuff, man. Yeah, I love. Uh, I just love food overall. I think that really influences in terms of like that. I think food itself is such a. It connects people together. If you get me, like yeah. when I'm, I always have it on, observe people on my dinner table, and everyone's just enjoying the food, like and just having a good conversation. And I think that really relates to the music itself. When you're on the dance floor itself. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter where you come from. Everyone's just having a good time. And I think, I think if we, if, if if everyone can sort of put that positive change via their own passions, I, 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 I personally think I really, I really pick them up. Maybe me. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're gonna ask you a couple of questions so that we can get to know more about you. Yeah. Um, starting with five material things that you can't live without. Ooh, five the thing with me is that I, 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 would, I, would, I, would, I would like to say I'm not really a material person as well, but I think there's five basics. I'll definitely have a family photo. 
You know I mean, I love to always have a family photo with That's me. That's really interesting. That I can actually look at. So when times are good and times are whatever hard, I would look at the photo and I know that in that photo there's four other the bit my biggest supporters. Yeah. yeah. The- always been supporting me from day one. So I love to have a family photo. Definitely headphones, hundred percent. I love listening to my music so much. I think I, I I don't know. I feel like without my headphones, I feel like not lost, but I always want to have a good pair of headphones listening to some music. Like I think it really helps with the mood I'm in that day. I mean, I'm feeling listening to like all sorts of music. But I think and also I, I used my headphones to create content myself. So headphones are very important. Um, so you listen to different music during different moods. Yeah, I, I, isn't isn't that what everyone does? Nah, you never listen to one genre. I know some people. I know some. I, I know some people who listen to like one kind of music, and I was like that to be honest. Because when I was infused with a lot of like maybe if I was in love with one sort of genre, that's the only thing I listened to. But as, as actually when I started doing Dim Sum itself, I was able to be more open minded with all sorts of music. And through that, I was able to meet a lot of people who introduced me to new music <laughs> and, like, find different tribes within, like, finding new music. So, and they showed me, like, disc, like some, some days on a Sunday, I listen to the more chilled music. So I like listening to a bit of disco, old-school disco. I also like listening to, like, uh, UK Garage. I think every music has its own spectrum, one for the dance floors and one for, for home listening. And because I don't really go out myself anymore, God, I don't really go out out that much. I like to, yeah, I like to listen to more the home side as much as I love the the big bangers, the big like the ones that raises the gun fingers up. That's what I'm using. You get me? Like I'm more like, and that's why related to the content I just put out. I just literally just uh, recently put out a Sunday steppers. Uh, steppers is like the two step sort of music in garage society, which is a piece of content that tailors more on the warm up. The ones that you can dance in a lounge, having a cup of coffee, and it's a, and I got a dog myself, so I can dance with my dog with like that sort of music I love. But at the same time, yeah, I listen to literally different music. I listen to Chinese music as well, like this is the music I grew up with, my old school Chinese music, like Mandarin, Cantonese, like. And I, the thing is, like, even I like listening to like melancholy music because I always I always find myself very happy with me and and when you're very happy you don't want to listen to sad music but I listen, like listening to sad music maybe sometimes to calm my mood mood down because my mind is so active all the time I remember I remember when, as a kid my mum used to say why are you thinking about that like, like what, why, why can't you just be focused on like one thing or why can't you be focused on like that like one thing only and as a kid itself as a kid itself I always thought oh like you, you sort of disregard those thoughts. But then, as I grew up, I think everything, everything has a yin and a yang. The, 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 the more balanced side is that I was able to, when I was create something, your mind wants to be active all the time. But then when you want to be calmed down, like, it actually works at, at, at a disadvantage. So, yeah, it's just like, my mind is so active. So I always like to listen to melancholy music too calm myself down yeah the, said, yeah, yeah sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah the only reason I was saying that is because I literally no matter what mood I'm in I only have like one playlist <laughs> that I'm always oh, listening yeah, to yeah, yeah. and that kind of helps me kind of like you know no matter what I'm feeling go to that one spot whenever I'm listening to that music 
just that calm side of me. Yeah. No, so that that's the only reason why I was asking. Um, so back to the point of material <laughs> objects. Headphones linked to the phone. And I know in today's society where it's, we have so much negative stigma to always be on the phone all the time. And to me, I don't really like being on my phone all the time, like especially like... But with the nature of what I do with creating content, I do need the phone to sort of get the brand going uh, on a daily basis. So in some... I, I do need my phone, you get me? And of course... I, I, I literally I didn't have um, my phone the other day. I left it at home. Literally left it at home. I was fine with it for a whole day. I actually loved it without my phone. But then when it came to like telling my mum I was like safe from after work, it became more of a trouble. I was actually quite worried myself that I was if I if something did like touch wood badly happen, I was I won't be able to tell someone. So I think a phone for a safety reason, also for content creation, is very important. Um, I don't really, I don't, literally, as I say, I don't really, I don't really, of course, the other two material items is clothes. I love, always like to wear, like, nice clothes. Not nice clothes in the sense of designer. I like to create my own clothing. I like, I like to, I always have to, like, always love wearing, like, well, well curated material clothes. And, yeah, nice socks as well. Socks <laughs> is a very important thing, like, when I have a fresh <laughs> pair of socks in the morning. It's the best feeling ever. Would you say Dimson would branch out into your clothing as well? The thing is, I, I love designing clothes. I think that's where I started my creative sort of... Um, venture. Uh, yeah, venture. Um, actually, my, when I it was in year 12, I sat next to, next to my friend, uh, Faris, who actually owns a, uh, a music brand now as well. Actually, I'm wearing one of his T-shirts today. Plug we'll it, plug it. Whip it out. Ossia. Which is, Ossia. Oh, wait, it's this camera. So basically, Ossia was his brand, his parties in Manchester. But I knew Farris since secondary school, and literally we were doing maths lessons with a teacher called Mr Lane. And literally, the, I, I wasn't really mates with Farris before the maths, this maths class. And then one day I said, I want to create a clothing brand. And he, he did it with me. And then, of course, um, like I was love. I, went to, I remember going, going to a clothes shop, and I thought, I don't really like this. Like... And they said, why not just create something that you want to wear yourself and feel, like, really sick, like, very good at it? You'd be like, something you drew yourself or do you design that thought process you put in yourself? And then why not just wear it? Like, you feel like... That. Hence, that's why I'm not the biggest fan of designer brands. Like, don't get me wrong, I love people who love designer brands. I have all this respect for them because it's a personal preference for them. But at the same time... I just love, I think that it doesn't beat the feeling of me like creating something, putting on a shirt, choosing the right T-shirt and then wearing it. I, I, I think that, that feeling itself is very priceless. So actually with Dim Sum itself, I just had, I had free uh, Everpress, which is Everpress is a platform where I was able to sell T-shirts. And I, I had three different campaigns for Dim Sum itself, but uh, Everpress has been a very, very good platform for me to put clothes and also with time-wise, is perfect for me. Cool. So another question is, what's that one place that you'd want to visit um, that you've never visited? Like, it's quite... Of course, I've... Like... I've been to Hong Kong um, numerous of times, but I haven't actually been to, like, the mainland China. And it's because I'm Chinese myself, but never had the opportunity to really go to, like, mainland China. And, of course... I do want to go and visit, visit uh, China itself. 
of course, of what's happening at the moment is not the safest place to go, but it's just so much. I always hear really good things about... It's just a, it's just a different way of living for them. I'm very intrigued to go and... To even go to the villages and have a look at how they live, you know I mean? I'm very interested in that. And my friend Mike, big up Mike, he did a year in China and the experiences he came back with was, like, phenomenal. And as being Chinese myself, I do want to go visit China. I do want to go to Russia as well. I like to wear those Russian hats. <laughs> <laughs> I think they always look very cool, like Moscow. The girls are thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I find it a Russian accent, but I, I do love to watch it. Try it, try it, try it. Give it a go. Roman Abramovich. No, no, <laughs> say, 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 I want vodka. That's I want vodka. The... <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do it. I, I'm really bad with accent. Try the, the girls are thirsty. <laughs> What other accents can you do? I can do a very good Italian one. Go on. I like to do the hand movement as well. It says, My name is Nicolo from Valentina. I like spaghetti. <laughs> that sounds so much like Borat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, about, how about you do I one? I like it. You do one and then we'll guess. Okay. Um, Um, uh, I would <laughs> <laughs> you say um, I like to play football um, I, I want to um, Le Pôle Français There we go French French is it? Uh, <laughs> Yeah that was, that was a French accent Is it my Very, French, very good French accent I think, I think Sipaf <clears throat> can pull about one no, no, no. As So as we approach the end of the podcast I just want to say how entertaining and how fun it has been for me to have to chat with you and getting to know you better Thank you man You too Yeah, no worries. It's, it's, it's a pleasure. Um, so, yeah, before we wrap this up, I just want to ask you uh, one last question, which is, because you have lived in Hong Kong as well as UK. Yeah, I and, lived in Hong Kong for one year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you, had the, if you had to choose where you would live for the rest of your life, um, either Hong Kong or UK, where would that be and why? I think for family reasons, UK, because I... I, I I, I, I just love UK so much. I don't know why, but it's just, it's, I think it's where all my memories are at with the closest people I have, my closest friends, my closest family. So I just love the UK sort of... A lot of creative things come out good from the UK, like music-wise, and I just think it makes it really unique. I think London itself is such a diverse sort of area for music itself. And I, just, I just love the fact that it is, if you get me. And in the UK, where I live, the neighbourhood, I just love it all. But at the same time, you never know, no, you never know what happens in the future. I love to be able to live in some countries for like maybe a period of time. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I want to, of course, UK is my home. And for me to call it a home, that's a place you want to be. The home is the best place in the world. So I would say UK, but I, I did enjoy my time in Hong Kong with the people I met as well, the experience I have, the people literally just... The food, it just, it, it really shaped me up as, the, especially the human I am, like, especially these five years, it was a crucial time in, in, in my lifetime. So I, I, I would say UK, 100%. Cool, cool, that's a really... Yeah. Well, what, what about you? Do, 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 <laughs> I live in Hong Kong. Do you live in Hong Kong? <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Um? For me, uh, that's a... I actually don't know because... I, I need to go because I haven't been to Nepal for 
10 years now, right? Because I would need to go to Nepal and see how I feel because it's been so long. Yeah. And then I think that would help me decide whether, like, to your question. But as of now, I don't know. Probably UK. Yeah, yeah. UK Probably. is home, isn't it? Like, what are you, Ang? UK as well? Um, I'd have to say UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I grew up here most of my life and... I don't think I'd quite fit in back in a party. to be honest. <laughs> actually, I, I went to New York in the summer. I actually love New York. I, I, I probably didn't appreciate it when I, was in New, um, in, um, when I was actually in New York itself, but New York is such a beautiful place. I just really resonate with the lifestyle, the speed. The, it just, I, just love, I, I just love New York and always have memories of, like, good memories of New York. But and, and also, I, was, I went to New York with my family and... My family, of course, means a lot. I mean, that made it the whole experience um, awesome. With that being said, um, Lennox, it was really nice to um, talk to you. Thank you. Speak about the experiences that you had and, you know, share a little bit of our own. And thank you very much. And do you have anything that you want to say to the audience? Maybe just a little. Or like where, where they can find you. Um, so, like, um, first, I, I hope, I hope whatever I said today, like gave anyone value but I would say literally just embrace yourself as a person because and there's so many obstacles in life but if you embrace your strengths and your weaknesses at the same time you will have a good time if you hear me like find always in the mind of being an explorer in life exploring different areas of life and like just just just, just put a smile on your face when you can I think and spread that energy good energy across with different people and yeah uh, if you want to interest in listening to some of the music I release or artwork you can follow the Dim Sum account at Instagram at Dim Sum Records and SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com Dim Sum Records yep. uh, yeah that's about good energies man gun fingers <laughs> <laughs> with that being said thank you very much for tuning in to Sour Candy and it's been another episode and hope to see you soon peace peace